0: head on over to morgandwilliams.com/newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities now let's start today's show
1: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So, if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen up. Here's your host, Morgan Williams.
0: Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Jeevious Chaitanya. Jeevious is the Assistant Vice President of Marketing and Growth at AppNox, a mobile app security testing solution to detect and fix vulnerabilities in mobile apps using a combination of automated and manual tests. Gevius got started in entrepreneurship in 2012 at age 19 as a consultant for startups. Throughout his career, he has been involved in launching and growing startups using brand building, growth marketing, retention marketing, lead generation, PPC, and SEO. Gevius, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. How are you doing today?
0: I uh, am doing.
2: with you as well. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. With... Yeah. Absolutely. Can you kind of walk us through your background and how it's led to what you're doing now over at AppDocs?
2: Okay. I had the marketing and growth AppDocs where I take care of growth and scaling organically and then improving the quality of the leads, what come in and the kind of go-to-market strategies. And all to put together, together, it's basically launching AppDocs in different countries and the kind of users we get in on board and, be more of a growth startup rather than someone who is spending a bucks on marketing and all of that. So what we do is more focused towards SEO and then like we build traffic and then we convert the users and come into the funnel like the top of the funnel. But yeah, that's what ideally my growth strategies would lie around for Appnox or any other company which I was consulting or all the companies I've worked with, I use the same lines of marketing principles or strategies, uh, what I did at Appnox too. So, there's a brief of what I was doing at Appnox. So, yeah, back then I started my career uh, when I was 17, 17 years old. Yeah, I had my first startup. Uh, it's a branding and designing agency that I was basically a graduate and, yeah, graduate from a computer science degree, but... I thought this is not something interesting for me and I wanted to experiment things. I wanted to figure out what are the other things I wanted to look into rather than being a traditional computer science developer or anything related with the computer science because I, at one point I started hating computer science. Like, why did I did this? Yeah. So on the verge of that, I started experimenting multiple things that how I came up with my first startup that's a branding agency. It didn't work well for a lot of reasons because i the solo guy who was doing everything from marketing to sales to branding, building websites, building brand, everything didn't work well. Then, yeah, I partnered with a few friends of mine and then we built something called Crazy Heads, which happened to be yeah, a small startup, but then we grew organically working with brands like Uber, G, TEDx, all the good brands were able to pick up all this when we are 18 year olds that is something which i'm still proud of now uh followed by that i was consulting for companies out of Bay Area for a while then i was launching startups like all uh, got into a fascinated by the SaaS marketing because that is something which i could align my thought process before, before starting my brand agency and now what i do so yeah now i'm heading the growth and marketing for app knocks so Basically, everything from growth, we grew organically in the last three years, we able to do so much stuff than many of the big competitors could do organically without spending a lot of money. Whatever we do is like we experimented things and figured out that shit, like what worked out well and figuring out the right user, persona. how can you align things and how can you get them on the website, build a funnel, Yeah, all of those stuff. So that's what I do, and
0: that's a basic info, What I've been doing till now. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. A lot to unpack there. One thing that jumped out to me: your time over at Crazy Heads. You mentioned that yeah. you know you work with clients such as Uber, GE, and FedEx. How did the company land those clients?
2: Uh, tweeting. So the first thing is tweeting. Uh, so the first problem we had is. Uh, we're still like college kids and people don't believe us because these kind these kids are college kids and they don't want to invest a lot of money without showing the value and what kind of uh, things we do. Sure. So we need to still start started with, hey, don't pay us anything. Show us the value what we could do and these are the cl- these are the initial things. So we started working for free for the first initial months. Like for the first one year, we close clients, but none of those guys paid us literally zero so that give us references to a lot of clients and then we at workshops on brands building websites user experience and we're working with accelerated programs and all of these help us to build a brand and we're able to build a brand by doing it showing the right value to the clients and uh, like the like conferences we attended and they we pissed about and we trained people their user experience like she and all these guys and that training and the user experience process which we helped them to figure out hey you guys are doing wrong. This is how you need to do on the user experience part and there are like a lot of things you're missing out and that's where we come in and we did the research for them and figured out These are the things which you need to figure out and how we need to do. And that helped us to showcase the real value of the product rather than selling it and pitching the product to the user. And that landed them asking us, hey, can you help us to build this part?
0: So it seems like the strategy you used was you approached these large brands, offered to work for free to. Build your brand. Not only did you offer them free services, but you also offered to help educate and train their employees, right? Based on the fundamentals that you guys were doing with um, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly user experience. Exactly. Yeah, that's what worked out well. Like and being then, a brand, yeah, being a brand from India, and it's hard for us to reach out to customers, the companies out of US or other continents, right, other places. And this is something which users would look at, like, because like we provided the kind of value they wanted and that gave them initial quest so that they could trust these college kids and understand what these guys are doing great from other big brands and hey, these guys are doing great at college and they still are not graduated. And that showed us also some impact of what we're doing compared to other big companies. So that worked out.
0: Gotcha work for free, do the workshops and training, leverage that into conferences, which yeah. created press for you. And it led to more inbound clients.
2: Yeah. At one point of pre conference, like our phones are beeping for the next two days, like handling about 200 to 300 calls a day. So that's literally the kind wow. of traffic which we built. And we are able to close about 10 to in from one single conference and that is uh, more than about $10,000, about $8,000 per client. So that's literally, I mean, a good amount of the LTV, which would save.
0: Yeah. So you're saying you were getting how many calls per day after doing these conferences and working with these brands?
2: We were handling like 200 calls per day out of them, 15 clients closed. In the next two to three days yeah so that's a kind of trust we've built and each of these clients have big clients like g uber yeah all the good companies and they yeah. want to have the yeah. branding and all that stuff and yeah they wanted to sign a one year contract and they did a lot of poc
0: and all of that stuff. So- awesome how did you approach these companies to offer your services for free
2: the first thing is like when we're pitching at conferences like this you talk to talk to a lot of these people and you see that, hey, these are the things which we do. And you wanted to show the right amount of value before you wanted to figure out investor. If you wanted to figure out and evaluate like three, four, five agencies and do the client testimonials or whatever you wanted to take the client references, you would invest about two to three months of time. Don't invest that amount of time. Work with us. We were going to work for free for the initial three months or four months if we're the right value. And before, if you're working with them, you want, literally are wasting five months of time. Here, you're starting your work from right from day one. And you see the value right after a month or two, at least the first steps. So you would uh, save that time and you also get your work started. So that is the strategy which worked out.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Seems like a winning strategy. Did you do anything specific when it was like uh, after doing these workshops and working with these large, large clients for free? Was there any specific strategy you followed when it was going to conferences and stuff like that? Or did you just try to go to as many as you could? And, um, and-
2: we tried to go as many as, as we could, but we wanted to figure out the mid-level segment companies who are not early stage and who could being a premium who could give us the premium client, clientele and all these guys so that these references could help us further. So we look at conferences where the good guys are coming, where the right decision makers like head of marketing or head of technology or head of design, have user experience where you could find a lot of these guys. So that are the conferences.
0: Gotcha, and. Did you speak at these conferences or were you just attending? Like, How did you tell them, hey, we work with this. This is what we've been able to do for these large brands. This is how we help Uh, people. How did you communicate that?
2: So we never pitch for clients where we don't speak. So every conference we go, at least one of us would be presenting some other thing about user experience or building a brand. So if people don't know who you are, They don't have time to Google about you and know this big content because you need to build your brand presence and you need to talk about things. And we initially did that, and then we used to network with all these different channels which we could do at that point of time, and that is how we could both take this
0: forward. So let me get that straight. You you were networking before you went to the conference to people who who were going to be at the conference. Yes. okay okay so they were aware of the work you had done before they even got there
2: yeah and then like uh, once we network hey we we never pitched about quizzes like the services of the individual. we would say hey we are presenting and we're talking about user experience or building a brand and i would love to hear uh, if you would get some time to look at our event if you're uh, something nearby or something or uh, that is how we did and that is something which i want lot of companies, to if you're positioning yourself to a lot of these big companies, for them the right value, because there are a lot of reasons. Uh, they should figure out the right reason why they should trust you if you're working with a small brand. And that is something which you need to take care of, really, if you wanted to build the relationship and go further and grow uh, without having a huge acquisition cost.
0: If you weren't necessarily going into sales mode at the conferences, right? How did the phone start ringing after that? Yeah. What kind of happened between the conference and clients coming in that kind of uh,
2: first, drove the yeah, phone calls? We've been covered with all the major press because these conferences are big and the people coming across multiple sectors, domains, and all these guys. And we are the only one who are like 17-year-olds and that 17, 18-year-olds was attracted by a lot of press and they're calling us kids and people around us, like 50-year-old, 40-year-old, who are the heads, CMOs, CXOs, CFOs, and all these guys are, hey, you guys are still in college. How are you here? Like, yeah, that is something which worked out. And then the press showcased us as like one of the big brands out there and it's still in college. And that is something which worked out for us at that point.
0: Nice. Did you approach people from the press, like you, like um, never? It was just organic. It just happened.
2: Okay. I somehow say that we're lucky at that.
0: Nice. Okay. There's a little bit of luck in all this stuff, right?
2: Yeah. And also the one Uh, good thing is like if you see uh, any funding or any kind of big news, if one big guy picks up your article or something there are 100 new articles coming for the next one month. So that keeps us with the traction. If, let's say, TechCrunch is posting about you, then there comes to Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and then Inc. 42, and all these guys pick up your stuff because TechCrunch is picking up your story.
0: Gotcha, so when it rains, it pours, you get syndicated. You get in one yeah. large publication, then you get syndicated throughout. Okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. I want to shift gears more into what you're doing now at AppNox. I usually ask people what types of trends they're seeing in marketing and sales technology. Since you have a deep expertise in driving organic growth through SEO, and that, like you mentioned before, aligning that traffic with your funnels um, to grow users for AppNox and the other companies that you've worked with. What's the best way to do that? What are some big fundamentals to remember when you're creating campaigns and thinking about that? What types of steps do you go through?
2: Yeah, so uh, first, I would suggest you to build relationship with your website visitors. I mean, there are a lot of ways of doing it. Uh, one is you can do a webinar and a lot of stuff like that. But you need to try to convert right people into your webinar. One of the scenario I could give is about a, not about two weeks ago, we hosted a webinar or an application static testing, and we showed everything. Like a lot of the other webinars which you do in the security and other things, they do a lot of showcasing of the PPTs and showing case, showcasing all of that dashboards and all of that. So we mm-hmm. wanted to make it something different so that people could stick to the, webinar for longer and we showed everything live nothing is scripted even we don't want to make it scripted so we just got onto the webinar and showcased everything live we created an app there itself and then we try to break into that app and showcasing hey these are the vulnerabilities how this how you can break it and we wrote the code there itself and these kind of tactics would help you understand the users that hey these are the users and this is what they're looking at and this got us about 600 to 700 signups in a week organically so we told that hey we wrote all all of our customers and existing customers and asked them hey we are doing this and if you think someone is really relevant to us refer them to the webinar we'll be showing showcasing everything live No PPTs, no recordings, nothing, everything is live. We're going to build an app, we're going to break into that, we're going to find vulnerabilities. If you wanted to break us to any app, give the name of the app there itself, and we're going to show you by breaking into that specific app there itself.
0: Uh, Okay, so on on other webinars and presentations from other security companies, they would show a dashboard. Or yeah. maybe something simulated, right? Something simulated. Yeah. But on yours, you showed a live, live demonstration, and not only yeah. that, were you showing a live demonstration, but you were, the audience was getting involved. You're really getting people engaged, right? Hey, what yeah. app should we break into? Hey, you know, um, give us some suggestions. You were getting them involved. Where usually people. They're on a webinar. They have you know one tab open. They're doing something else, and then they're listening. They step away for a while, but you're keeping people engaged. Okay, how did you drive traffic to that webinar?
2: Uh, we used LinkedIn. We used emailing. Yeah, two things. Nothing else. Like we, there are like three things we identified to the target person of which we reached. We understood that a lot of our users spend time on GitHub, so we managed to identify these people who are contributing a lot of these security conferences or security communities we managed them to get on linkedin and send a one-on-one message automating all of these and then they said that hey this is really interesting never never hand i never see a webinar who is doing live they also gave us suggestions hey these are the tools i wanted to look at would you be able to showcase these tools and good thing is all the tools which they showcased are open source tools and a lot of these communities and you talk about technology companies, anything, they use a lot of premium tools and all of these tools. And if you wanted to use that open source as the security community thing, then that really worked. Participants said hey you guys are doing it. and they're giving even suggestions saying that hey you need to put this function or this particular code at this point. So that is why it's not working. So, we managed to get the right audience. And in that complete webinar, we never talked about AppNox or what AppNox does, the kind of products which we do. We talked about the real value of how you're going to put the kind of vulnerabilities you're going to have on the app or what are the other things which you're going to have. You don't care about security to the larger extent and how you can use Open tools and these referrals and using LinkedIn as double down the website traffic which we have because they think the real value there. You're not talking, you're not pitching, you're not driving sales, you're talking about the real value, provide them the right value. Post that post once the webinar done like we have people asking what do you guys do at Appnox? What are the different kinds of products which you do? How does AppNux help me in my company to secure my mobile app or the different kind of infra I have or my mobile app? So we provide the right value, provide the right traffic, identify the right people, and post the webinar, we're getting signups like bumbling with signups. So that is the strategy which you can use to figure out your top of the funnel first. So once you have the people coming in, then figure out the kind of content you need. Uh, because you need to provide the right value back then again, you need to keep providing that value So you, you did a webinar about penetration testing or something or let's say if you are a sales guy You do a webinar about how can you improve your sales? Put out the right content on what are the 10 things or the, the kind of framework you need to build in his industry or His particular in the company. How can What are the sales features you can do? What are the whole email strategies? What are different kinds of mistakes which you did and we can uncover them by practicing your strategies and the kind of identifying your right keywords to so go to Quora, look for the kind of topics which you guys are these guys have been asking for. Look out for these questions, figure out the right keywords from them and then put these things into your keywords and that will works out very well.
0: That was actually my next question was how do you figure out the content you're gonna create? So you're scouring the web and looking for questions people yeah. are actually and are asking.
2: Yeah, and that's how you build the traffic and there are a lot of people I mean, even I do my SEO research and all of this and this works for one part. If you can't figure out what your persona is looking for and figure out what are the questions they're putting everywhere, like you figure out things from quora communities like Reddit. Uh, what are the communities which are related with for a developer? It could be Stack Overflow, for a marketer or a sales guy, it could be growth hacker or growth mentor, and things like that. So go there, look out the questions, read out the blog post, look for the comments at each of these blog posts, like what people are looking for, what exactly uh, he wants to figure out, and why to put your content around that space. That really works out.
0: How do you know when you found the right topic after doing your research? You're, let's say you're crafting the topic for your webinar and what's going to be included. How do you test and figure out if you found the right topic, the right content uh, so, for your webinar? Sure.
2: So put your content around a multi-channel distribution. So that is something uh, you're going to put your content by three things. So you build a blog post, you build a case study, you build an ebook, and you build lot of videos on things which you let's say you're talking about a particular technology or to ask your team to build a video on showcasing which tool or which platform he's using asking to make a video out of it and then put this across multiple omni-channel things like uh, engage the content with different layers of content so that uh, based on the number of visits you get on each of these content you figure out Hey, this is what user want and this is not user want. Like do a multivariate test of all these things. And then if you want, you see that there's a particular topic, which is getting us more traffic, uh, add more SEO into that, figure figuring out the right keywords, right backlink, and then double down on that. And that really helps you to increase your brand and build the right traffic around it.
0: Okay, so you're taking your time when it comes to finding this topic. You are creating smaller pieces of content and publishing them and seeing how they perform. Yeah. Okay. How long does it take you to figure out a topic? I mean, I think it
2: takes me about three to four days for identifying the right topics and then building a small framework and experimenting takes about 15 to 20 days. Yeah, followed by to get a full-fledged ranking on if I could want to identify like four, three or four keywords to rank in that it takes me about about two to three months ideally to have a good SEO presence. If I want I have a specific country like Singapore or US or something, I want to rank there, it takes me about four months ideally. So that is the average time. But once you invest this time, the kind of traffic you build your website and the kind of signups, the leads which you get are massive.
0: Awesome. And so from that webinar, you were describing that penetration testing webinar, or where you're breaking into apps, what were the results from that webinar, like when it comes to building your email list or how many client calls or clients you got from her, or how much revenue or um, discovery okay. calls you generated?
2: Okay. So there are about 700 people who signed up on the webinar and the like 42 percent conversion like ideally webinars would have at least 35 to forty percent of the conversions if you're doing good and we get, got a big much better that's like 42 post that we got about 15 to 20 discovery calls and about 50 emails asking what are the different things which we do so we finished the webinar just three days away so we're still hoping a lot of inbound requests coming in, but I think there are about 10% of the inbound requests which came in the last three, four days are completely through the webinar. And these are very good companies, companies like having more than 500 plus employees with 30 plus security team. and It's a good, the average, if a client comes from there, the average client deal would be at least about $100,000. $100, oh, 000.
0: nice. These are six figure opportunities. You've got yeah. six hundred to seven hundred signups. Thirty-five percent of those people are attending. We generated about fifteen discovery calls immediately. You still had calls a request right. for calls trickling in afterward, right? Yeah. I assume did you you record you distributed yeah. a recording of it to people. Did you record it and send that to people too?
2: Yeah. We have okay. uh we already sent that to the people and we also send to the people who don't like you didn't attend the webinar and they wanted to i mean rewatch the video or they want to share it to the team so people don't get time to it they miss it somehow and they wanted to do the webinar again and we built a funnel around it so that we're collecting details like the name email first name company name and the security team or whatever other details. then we would unlock the video to these guys using a platform like Vistia or something And that is also filling up the funnel for the next few months. So uh, invest in one webinar, we spent about 20 days of time, and that is filling up the funnel for the next few months.
0: Awesome. I want to ask you one more question about traffic before we kind of go into the last part and wrap up here. We talked about the framework, right? right? Identifying the right people or the right personas, crafting something of value. Right, Not selling, but proving and showing value, educating people, and then driving traffic to that. When it comes to traffic in B2B, what are your favorite channels? What's most effective when it comes to driving traffic for you?
2: For me, I'll tell you what's working and what there, yep. is not working. Love to hear it. So the thing which is working for me are doing guest posts and talk leadership and a lot of uh, relative content pieces like these zone and all of these things so which is working for me and doing podcasts and being a thought leader and pick up can figure out if your company is a developer a company with a marketing or sales a SaaS company you can figure out who is going to be thought, thought leader and he's going to speak about a lot of things in the space and you identify the blogs like this and do guest posts and Get yourself invited into podcasts, webinars, and all these things are something which is working for me. And what is not working is output it this way. There are three acquisition channels. If you think about an acquisition and visibility, like people do ads on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Cora. Cora didn't work for a reason in the paid acquisition. towards uh, when people are coming on Cora and searching. Or writing an answer or looking for an answer, they were ideally not arrive by a right a persona for you because they don't want you to sell or expect a sale from there. And that's what I learned later. And these are generic guys who wanted to figure things out like, hey, how do I use sales in my company? And they don't want to implement sales because these are just early stage companies who are researching on for If you're a big company, I don't think you would go and research on Quora. And Facebook is not working for a reason uh, because of the lot of algorithm changes and which doesn't match the B2B persona. For am uh, going to give an example. Let's say if you like Apple iPhone and you like Apple Facebook page or something, that doesn't mean that you have interest in your Apple iPhone or Google Pixel. Once you, have an, you just have an iPhone or Google Pixel, you just like it. So Facebook considers algorithm changes accordingly. And then the, I think Facebook is not right, right target. And then gets Facebook also by engaging lead, lead magnets, like people liking your page. And you can build a lead magnet like a messenger bot and push them the right content on a daily basis. That is something which you can do. And then build the right traffic across the website. And then you can put in things for him and coming back to twitter you can do identify the right influencers and try to keep engaging with them whenever you get a chance about a particular topic which he's mentioning about you can talk about your topic and keep engaging more and more content on twitter and build funnels like not by doing top 10 things top 15 things and, and things like putting more on thought as content how are the, if you're talking about a banking industry, figure out the use cases, and putting all this across multiple things is something which worked, and these are the few things which I mentioned is the Quora, Facebook, and like a couple of other things which didn't work for me.
0: Okay, so Quora and Facebook didn't work for you, you said, yeah. right? Yeah. And you, you say Twitter worked or did not work for you?
2: It worked for me, yeah. Okay.
0: Worked.
2: and worked. They're like other companies, I mean other communities which have been taking part of like product hands, launch if you have a big product cut down the product into smaller product uh let's say you so, got a big product with 15 20 features cut down it into two or three features give it a free trial and put the product give it a free for a couple of members and ask them to beat it as the new product and launch the main product as a new product and that would help that giving us build a community in the product and, and all these pieces. And then obviously people would come when they wanted to know more about, I mean, how the product works exactly. They would research your site and figure out you offer multi-products or different type of products in the same channel, which would help them in building up or covering up the backlogs which they're facing up in their industry. And that is also what something which I would think would work for many other companies.
0: Awesome. Creating like a light version of the product and and making it a lower barrier to entry for people. How are you constructing your funnels? It it seems like you're using simple funnels, but they're very effective.
2: Yeah. (laughs) These are not complicated funnels. I would say they're like simple growth strategies which we experiment and figure out things. And other strategies which you're following is like on a monthly or quarterly basis, we're trying to launch a product in one of those SaaS marketplaces by coming up with a new variant. Like say the usual product is let's say thousand dollars, you cut down your product to fifty percent of the features, launch an store, launch product and product hand, and then you figure out the similar likes like SaaS marketplaces and other thing we're working is having a lot of integrations like let's say you have an integration with Azure Marketplace or AWS marketplace, you can launch on the marketplace. So once you are on the marketplace, you get access where you can post content on Azure, you can post content about AWS on Amazon blogs, and all these are different kind of things which you can do. Yeah. So these are some hacks which you can give a glimpse.
0: Awesome, I love it, I love it. I could keep asking you questions for a long time, but I want to be respectful of your time. For anyone who's listening, who may be a good fit to work with you and your company, if they want some consulting help from you personally or they're interested in your company, who can you best help? Who can you offer the most value?
2: Anyone who is in early stage, if they want some help in growth, marketing, or any kind of likes in the similar ways, if they they don't have budget and they wanted to figure out the things and how they wanted to grow, get more traffic, get more right kind of leads I, I can help in that completely and always if you or any company having a mobile app security is a main concern because storing a lot of data on your company like user data confidential data and there are like a lot of compliances which you deal with your and you need to perform a security assessment and how these things are working if yeah, and AppNox always adheres to that, providing the right value to the every company, like having your right kind of security testing procedures and we perform and one-on-one analysis and there's something called as VAPT static testing, like we perform a different kinds of methods to perform that your app is safe and your data is safe and you don't get bombarded in the next three or four months saying that hey one of the you're featured in the top 10, 50 vulnerabilities. Your app has been attacked, and all of these things. Like, we take care of that. If you want to any help, you can always reach out to me, or you can always reach out to me if you have anything in to do with marketing or growth marketing, which I can help you with if you're early stage or any company that works across SaaS, because SaaS is my thing which I closely work with, and that's how I.
0: Awesome. What's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can just search for G V S Chaitanya that's spelled as G V S C H A I T A N Y A. Or you can email me at Chaitanya at appnox.com at C H A I T A N Y A at A P P K and can either reach out to me or email or LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is the best way because can just find me or just a simple search rather than typing out my email and writing an email. LinkedIn works for you guys to do this research and that's where I'm
0: at. Awesome. Well, GVS, it was so great to speak with you and you've got a ton of incredible information. I can tell you, you have a really deep knowledge of your skill set and your body of your work. So, so great to hear from you, man. Um, hope to speak with you soon. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for watching. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.